comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You kidding? A guy like me without important things to do? <laughs> what time does TV go off? <laughs> Episode 340. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode, You're Not Afraid of the Dark, Are You? And that's why I don't wet the bed anymore. I simply just don't bring soup to bed anymore. I used to kind of have a nice bowl of broth mm-hmm. before I went to bed. Spilled it every time. You but need to set it, set it on the bedside stand. You don't put it on the pillow next to you. Bill, that's crazy talk. What are you talking about? Put it on the stand. If it's not on the pillow next to you, then how can you enjoy its, its uh, aroma? Well, God, Bill, learn, okay? It, Think about it. Think it, before you talk about it. Never bring soup to bed. According to Frank. Yes. How you doing, Bill? I'm I'm feeling a little emotionally bruised. By <laughs> I attacked you. I'm not sure what I happened. Attacked you very. Yeah, we came out. Now I've kind of got that thousand yard stare going on, <laughs> where I'm just not exactly sure <laughs> what I'm what my place in this production is, or or really, I'm lacking in self confidence now. Do not. This is not my fault either. Look. When I talk yes. about soup, I have usually thought out everything that needs to be thought out. So okay. you don't need to be giving me suggestions about yes. how to eat soup. I okay. know how to eat soup. I have given it plenty of thought. Mm-hmm. All right. Putting it on the pillow works. How putting much? on the nightstand. Yeah. I'm not sitting next to the nightstand, Bill. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the bed. On the nightstand. Um, how much hobo do you use in your soup? Um, usually about two or three chunks. You okay. Well, that's cool because that way you can really stretch a hobo got, out. Yeah, and, uh, got bits of real last a while. So you know, <laughs> so you know it's, it's good. good. That's that's how you know it's good. <clears throat> that's did all you I know. Strain it's it good. through a bindle. <laughs> Do the yes, I bindle? did. Wait a Do minute. The hobo's bindle. That's awesome. Is that the uh, is that the red handkerchief on top of the stick? Yes, that is called a bindle. Thank you. I've wondered what one of those were for a long, long time mm-hmm. now. Welcome to because I've got a collection of them. Three forty in the crawl space. So you know, I was watching an old video that we made. Um, it was a Happy New Year video. When the I love that video. Yeah, and then we did some mm-hmm. outtakes and we put at the end, <laughs> which were actually the, longer than the yeah, actual video, much better than the video. Part, part One of the things the we charm, talked about was where's Frank, and you're like, I don't know, I haven't seen him. He uh, <laughs> last time he I saw him, he was leaving or something, and I said, does he have a bindle? <laughs> you don't remember that? I do. I do remember uh, you know, trying to describe the stick when we're the... done. Is watch that video just that'd for, be fun. Just it. for grins, we could watch it right now on the air. Nah, no, no. Nah, this is an this is an oral medium. Yes, an yes. oral an oral medium. medium. That's a oral. You know what? R A L. If we hadn't Look decided to move this to the next show, I could talk about Aereo. 
because talking about visual medium. That would be an amazing. And watching videos. Yes. That would be so timely. But we're saving it we'll for next show. Why, why do we insist on having scheduled formatics? Uh, it, <laughs> it actually and helps Next thing you know, there's going to be commercial breaks, and we're going to have, like, you know, <laughs> segments and stuff. Well, if you We've know, done that before. <laughs> It was a miserable failure. I thought yes. it worked out rather well. No. Half hour weekly. It was a miserable failure. I think failure. The, the people are crying out for more half hour weekly. The problem is it took so much more production time. That's when we lost half of our listeners. <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah, I believe so. I never, I never knew when that, you know, when that turning point was, yeah. that, that awful tipping point. So... I, yeah, I, the only good I, thing that came out of the text for a moment, so you guys. Talk. I don't want to say thing that came yeah. out of half hour weekly was mm-hmm. getting racist every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, and uh, ironically enough, um, we're not racist anymore. No, we've we've been Rarely. racist once or twice since yeah. then. We uh, <clears throat> we did a segment uh, full of uh, racistism. Um, what just three episodes ago? I think so. It was like three weeks ago. Dude, if if you need to know. What's going on in the world of, of comic books today? Tune in for our bi-monthly Let's Get Racist uh, segments. And uh, you know what? You'll be, you'll be a couple had, months behind. I've had no offers frankly. or donations on the uh, Buying Brad a tab. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That is surprising. Apparently okay. nobody wants to listen to us uh, do comics anymore. Actually, we did get a tweet. Yes. I'm going to find the tweet. Fantastic. <clears throat> you know, I made a, a joke about you know, if you want to hear us talk about comics, you know, Brad needs a tab. Or right, right. Um, so Brad can read comics. Right. I did get a tweet from uh, Mark, uh, our favorite. Um, Mark Johnson? Yeah, Mark Johnson. Does he still listen? Uh, in fact, he said. I love uh, you, Mark. Something along the lines of, thank you for for uh, keep wasting my half hours or something. To wow. That's and I tremendous. wrote, my pleasure. Hi, Mark. Yay. Suburban Hood says, I do miss the comic talk, but you're still one of my favorite podcasts. Okay. Okay. Lie! Well, I need to stop reading novels and start reading comics again, and then uh, then we can dive right back into it. <laughs> novels? I'm, well, like I'm, actually, are gonna laugh. I'm actually kind of bummed out because I have been stacking up the, the Marvel Cosmic Universe mm-hmm. for a few months now. Mm-hmm. And today, or no, mm-hmm. yesterday, sorry, they came out with Infinity Issue 3, mm-hmm. and I have not read the first two yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm really bummed out about it. Because I'm a big fan of Hickman and no, Crouch, you guys like God. that? I know! I know, I'm no, not really happier God, about it than you please, are, no. listener. Now, I know this is going to kill you, Bill, but we're going to go to the note. We're going to go What's, to what's on our planning. short list? Hmm? Short list. How about Riddick? Boo. The movie okay. Riddick? Riddick. The, Bill, did you see Riddick? Boo! You don't like lists? Boo. You're you're you like the list it. king, huh? You're like the list king. No, I don't like you're the like fact a that we're list. No, I, I don't like the fact that we're going according to a, a, an outline list. or a. We're, we're I regret that. Basically, following a script here, okay? No, we just we have talking well, points. We might as well have a teleprompter rolling right now. We are not reading forcing a me script. To, script, now, Bill, script. Forcing me, pause. Brad. I disagree I with you, sir, and Frank with you as well. Bill Listen, Bill! Exclamation point. I believe, comma, that, uh-oh. Don't read the punctuation, Frank. Oh, okay. Don't read the punctuation. Bill interrupts Frank. Don't read Frank, the stage direction, I Frank. I didn't think Bill, that in a million oh, Bill, years... Don't, don't read the stuff would. in brackets. Shut I, up! Don't read the stuff in brackets. Please. Shut up! 
Don't kill him. She's the cat's 18 years old. Scout, I love you. I'm sorry about him. She's going to run away, and she's never going to come back. Do you think we Ever. might have lost a listener hmm? just then? That guy hates cats. There's cats in there, too. <laughs> um, Riddick. Not only that, but she's like this black and white moo cow kitty. She's very soft. I'm really into Vin Diesel lately. Yeah. yeah. Because I've, I've rewatched all of the Fast and Furious franchise. Can you watch it on wow. Netflix? Are they all on there? I don't know. Okay. I think you I've can had... watch uh, Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift over and over and over again. If you guys haven't seen that, but yeah. you've seen the rest, yeah. you need to now watch number three. Right. Because it's important to the <clears throat> canon. Well, well uh, Fast and okay. Furious. Okay. Listen. Just, uh, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. <laughs> when I heard that Tokyo Drift... Now, I, had, I wasn't really interested in the uh-huh. movies, but when I heard that Tokyo Drift actually takes place in the future... Yeah. That sparked Dude. my Dude. imagination. The flying, now I want yeah. to see it. The well, flying cars and the ray guns in that movie were made. No, just, it, it gave it a different flavor than the rest of the Fast and Furious. Series, I liked, which I is frankly up, earthy. I ended up liking Fast and Furious a lot. It, Vin Diesel's not in it until the very end. There's a surprise cameo right. of him, <laughs> but there's a reason he comes to Tokyo. Okay, and you find out. You know, you understand why he's there yeah. when you watch it. It's but, because he's looking for the kid from American Gothic. No. Fa- uh, Fast and Furious 3 introduced the character of Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a Japanese guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could be wrong. But yes. in the original treatment, most people don't know, he, he was a lizard. Yeah. So that's but a little Hollywood gossip. He dies right. in that movie. Okay. But then he appeared no! in... He appears in 4. And you're like, what's going on with that? Well, they make references in at least 5 and 6, maybe not 4, but he talks about wanting to go to Tokyo one See, day. See, that, now that fascinates <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. I really do, no lie, the first movie didn't really interest me. I mean, I saw it, yeah, it was okay, don't remember a lot about it, but, um, if you would but like because to, of that... If you would like to borrow all six of the really? Fast and Furious movies... Yeah, I'd like that. I can, I can let you borrow them. Okay. Um, so we decided that if you don't like those movies, you're a communist... No, I'm just saying, you're not a teenage boy. It's a lot of fun. And Dennis <laughs> right, went on okay. and on about how much he loved Six. He saw it in the movie theater. I actually like Five better. Six is fun, but I think Five is a better movie. Okay, and which is the new one? <clears throat> Fast Six is the latest one. Yeah, okay. All right. With a surprise character that shows up at the mm-hmm. very end, which ties into... Oh. Tokyo Drift? Tokyo Drift. Okay. Yeah. So it's really well done. They've mm-hmm. layered it really nicely. Okay. It's kind of worked out in their favor. And is it, we've heard that the main character mm-hmm. from three, yeah, who was on Friday Night Lights, okay, yeah, his um, name's Lucas Black, yes, and he was the kid in American Gothic. I okay. actually wasn't kidding about yeah. that. No, I know that, but he was in Friday Night Lights also. I had forgotten about the American Gothic, right? But supposedly he's going to be in the next Fast and Furious movie, which makes sense when you know what the story is so far, oh, yeah. what's going on. So, so okay. okay, all right. So, anyway, so back to Riddick. Back to Riddick. Um, I loved Pitch Black. Loved. Chronicles of Riddick, and then so I'm very excited to watch Riddick, which they've tried to go back to the well, kind of. Vin Diesel himself said something. You, you, you kind of be kinder and say they're going back to their roots. <clears throat> okay, back to the roots. I think saying go back to the well might he be said, a touch snarky. Yeah, that's true. They went back to their roots. He said in order to serve the mythology of the movie, mm-hmm. we kind of had to get back to the feel of Pitch Black, and that's what they've done. It's not certainly not a rehash at all of okay. Pitch Black. It was well done. Do you think it was a rehash of Pitch Black? No. There are similarities. Definitely sim- similarities plot-wise, kind of uh, a couple story beats, 
but not not a reaper. It was a it was a a different story. A character shows up that we've never seen before with ties to the first movie, which right. I thought was very interesting. You know, I just as a general rule, yeah. it always seems that with trilogies of movies, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the uh, the first and the third one are always very similar, and the second one is the one that really tries to be different. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. First one, great. Second one, let's try something a little different. Eh, third one, let's go back to what really works. Coincidentally enough, Fast and Furious is quite the opposite. Really? Yeah. Good. Because <laughs> it gets uh, better. Well, no, I mean, as far as the second and third movies, uh-huh. you know, the third movie was neither of the two guys that were in the first movie are in the third movie. That's right. So okay. it's a different story, different characters. Anyway, um, so I liked it a lot. Some One. Part of the CG was a bit wonky at one point, but I liked it. Vin Diesel helped finance the movie to oh, get it I made. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, he got overseas investors involved. But he's—I think I saw an uh, interview with him on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He said at the crucial point of actually getting it over the hump, he okay. said then he's then he had to step in with some financing to help it. Um, kind of like Arnold financed right, the T uh, three. Yeah. Part of the one scene in he, T3 that was he, so expensive. He cut like a million dollar checks. So they could rent the big crane. And yes. Bust through all Great scene. windows. Great scene. But anyways, yes. I ended up liking it a lot. Very happy with it. Well, so who's the surprise character? I, it was Nick Fury, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> it was. Sam, Sam he Jackson. He came out and goes, I would like for you to join the Agen- Avengers right. initiative. Sammy Jackson. That's awesome. Um, we've heard since then, speaking of Marvel, that Vin Diesel is going to be the voice of Groot. Oh, the, yeah. In the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Which he, he is, only gets one line, right? He is Groot. I don't know. Yeah. He says one thing. He says, he, I am Groot. Do you, think the movie, do you think the movie version will be different? I seriously hope not. I, I know. From what I've heard so far of our man uh, Jimmy Gunn, I don't think he's going to cheap out on us what's a better way to say that uh i don't think he's going to make that to the material i don't think he's going to make that kind of shortcut i don't think he's going to take it easy on himself i i will hope that uh he is going to do it the proper way and because it's like it's like groot is like a wookie or r2d2 right everybody else knows what he's saying okay and they have actually explained in the in the comic book that you have to uh basically understand the inflection that he says it with okay but uh but yeah everybody seems to understand you know at least all his companions his compatriots uh understand what he's uh talking about in fact rocket raccoon him have some fairly in-depth conversations bradley cooper's playing rocket raccoon he's way too big for that can fool me no the voice only okay the guy who was in riddick the big huge that that freaks me out man dave bautista yeah, yeah. He's going to be Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was actually, I like the way they did his character because as opposed to Joke. being a real kind of macho, right. tough guy. No, he was, he was kind of like a, a very sensible guy. Yeah, like, he was a, and I liked how Riddick called him a jamoke, you know, like a big, big guy. Yeah. Big lumbering idiot for <laughs> back of, lack of a better word. But uh, It'd be funny if you called him a jabroni. Yeah. He says Jamoke. But anyway, uh, he did a really good job, I thought. Yeah, he, it, that was a character that they could easily have put over the top, and he'd just be a muscle head that's just all testosterone out. But he's actually like, dude, why do you think Riddick is so dangerous? Why do you think that there's this bounty on him? You yeah. know, he, he doesn't think he can take Riddick on no, by he himself. Was, he is very yeah, sensible. He, yeah. 
but he has a friend who's just like, I can take him. What yeah. is this guy doing? He's like, man. I liked his character a lot. You need to kind of take I liked it easy. Him a lot. But uh, the thing that stood out for me in the movie was <laughs> a sound yes. that I heard. And I, I literally wet my pants. <laughs> literally. Because I spilled my drink. Oh. I... I, but I did literally. It could have been just a little. I tiny did literally bit, go. Been funny. When I heard it, nobody. It would. It was half full of the theater. There were people next to me because we were right in the center with the good viewing. But I did nice. do this. I I leaned back and I put my hands over my mouth and I was like, oh, I can't believe I just heard that. So there's a scene. Oh, no. The bees are back. I can hear the bees. We have bees. this. What is that? We have a. Oh, it's me. Okay. Okay. So there's a Better. thing. There's a scene in the movie where. He's on this planet by himself in the in in the wildlife. He comes across a nest of puppies, like alien puppy dogs. Ew. Um, who are adult they're ferocious, but when they're puppies, lack of a better word, we'll call them puppies, they're very cute. And one of the reasons I like this movie so much is because you really got to learn more about him as a character. And for me, what is that? Ow. Brad, I, I will say that the first 30 minutes of the movie war, was my favorite. And there's not a lot of dialogue. No, But it's a not. lot of character development without dialogue. Yeah. It's yeah. him. You were basically learning about him with no <laughs> dialogue, which I thought was really smart to do. Yeah, it's really cool. So, it so who directed? Was it like a Terrence David Malick Tui. production? David Toohey. Oh, okay. He's done all three of them. Okay. Co-written and, That's and, cool. written and, and directed them. I'm not mad at Toohey. Um, so he's got a funny name. He though. rescues this alien puppy dog, and for more than one reason, as we find out, <clears throat> it, we learn a little bit. You know that he does have a soft spot, which is kind of cool. You know, Riddick, uh, mass murderer. You know, yeah, galactic scoundrel. Yeah, right. Um. Anyway, so he raises he he takes this dog. He cares for it. This puppy. And he fashions a cage made out of bones from some other creature on the on the uh, planet. Okay. What? Just for when you why? say it out loud, it sounds very dumb. It does, <laughs> but it was well done. It's right up there with the yeah. loom of fate, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. He fashions <laughs> the loom of fate. We call it the loom of fate. The loom of fate. He fashions a cage for the puppy, so it won't. So it can heal and be safe and stay in one place. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay? He, right. he crates it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's healing it. Great. Among other things that he's yeah. doing is... there. Uh, okay, I won't go into that. The point is he's developing an attachment to it. Right. And the, the puppy to him, as we find out. He's leaving the cave at one point. That the won't puppy, come in handy later in the movie. The puppy has... Yeah. The puppy has... Forms an attachment to him, and he he realizes I, my this guy's leaving, and he okay. doesn't like it. So he starts whimpering and whining and making puppy dog noises. Oh! Then he made this one noise, and I about lost my stuff. <laughs> and I immediately thought, "That's the crazy dog growl that I play <laughs> on the show." Let me find the the crazy dog growl. Come here, puppy. Here it is. Come here, puppy. You want a pet? Come here. Come here. <laughs> Get down! Get down! Ow! So, Stupid I managed dog. to to find the clip 
of when he's leaving the cave and the puppy's watching him go. Okay. So you can we can compare sounds. So here we go. He's watching Riddick. He realizes he's leaving. And Riddick turns around and walks away. Puppy doesn't like it. No, no, no. Here's here's the here's the one I play. Okay, now we'll go back to the movie. Go back to the movie. It sounds like it's from the same recording session as this. But slowed down just a little bit. Isn't that crazy? That is oh, yeah. pretty funny. And so, <laughs> as soon as I get out of the movie, I texted or Facebook messaged Frank and Bill or emailed them or something. I said, "Dudes, you're not going to believe this. They use the half hour wasted dog noise in Riddick." <laughs> I just That's a true about story by the way. Died. God. That... <sighs> I just I, I love it because you just see the spit flying off its chin. It's fantastic. That is pretty like wow. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so we wanted to either talk about Mumford and Sons audio issue, or we had a voicemail. What should we do? Let's play the voicemail. All right. Uh, this is from our friend Brian Nixon. He comes into town about once a month. Yeah. Good and fog. I have, I have not heard it. In fact, I had lunch with him. Uh, he said on Sunday last weekend. Yes. Uh, here's the voicemail. I have not heard it. So um, here we go. Hey guys, it's Brian Nixon. I just wanted to call and uh, drop you a line and tell you I really enjoyed the last couple of episodes uh, about the, the, the music review. Mm-hmm. Brad, it was fun to hear your evolution of what you liked and how it all came around. And you had interesting stories to go with all of them. I almost cheered out loud when you mentioned Ronnie Millsap because uh, that was one of my favorite songs growing up. Yep, yep. And I used to have that Sugar Hill Gang LP as well. And man, mm-hmm. I have it tucked away somewhere. Um, Frank. Um, when the other two said you had eclectic taste in music, I think they hit it right on the money. I mean, I try to have a very playlist, too, listening to everything from rock modern off to Daft Punk and Abbott Ayani, but, and I think he put me to shame. It was great fun. Um, oh, thank you. Bill, hey, what can I say? You can tell that you love your music. Each and every song has detailed stories to why you liked it. You could remember, you know what you might have been doing in your life at that time and who you're hanging out with and as well as the stations that uh, were playing the songs. And I, and I, well, I think you forgot to mention what kind of car you were driving in. Now, did the car have Goodyear tires? Because Goodyear tires, to me, seem to be one of the, the ones that most people like. Though I guess Firestone might be good, and, there's, and uh, you might even find some local ones that are good as well. But, but uh, anyway... Um, Back to the past, growing up in Norman, your roommates had a great time, which afforded you literally dozens and dozens of great experiences. Speaking of that, do you ever wonder if Turge will feel the same way about Plano, that 
that you feel about Norman. And <laughs> speaking of turds, do you think he'll like the same kind of music? I mean, or will music even be the same? Will it be similar to what you do, um, or will it compl- be completely different by then, even in Norman? And in fact, speaking of Norman, I was recently in Norman. I thought about you. And <laughs> I love this call so much. City that, you know, little Bill had grown up and uh, what his friends had been like and the idea and the idea to listen to a bunch of older episodes came to me to see if you mentioned whereabouts it was exactly in Norman that you live. But then I realized that I would take up probably too much room on my iPhone, which, oh, reminds me, I was recently just outside El Paso, Texas, and I got a, my, uh, a text on my iPhone from Mexico. Can you believe that? <laughs> Literally from Mexico. No way. It basically said that... Uh, my cell coverage was now for Juarez, Mexico, so you'd better watch your roaming charges, Gringo. Well, the, <laughs> the, Gringo true, but the rest of it was true. And you know what else is true? Um, you never came through with the whole Brad Meltzer interview, which is kind of sad because I think uh, it would have been a fun interview uh. to listen to. All these stories about uh, his show Decoded and maybe his run on Justice League of America, which I think was kind of underrated because he had some great character moments and, and a very diverse lineup that I think made for some great storytelling and we could have had some fun thing. And he had a interesting way that seemed to, uh, to me at least, like he had a, some long-term plans in it, but kind of the way that Chris Claremont used to do on his first X-Men run. Boy, you know, and you could tell that cat, he just it could write up a storm back then, literally pull plot twists out of his head, or at least that's the way it seemed back in the 80s, which, by the way, it was a great decade, no matter what anyone else says about it. And there were some great TV shows back then, like 18. And of course, Perfect Strangers. Um, though I kind of liked myself. Well, the one I liked was, was Night Court. I kinda, still kind of miss it every now and then. I kind of wonder what Harry Anderson is doing now. You never really hear about him like you do other people like John Larquette or even Monkey Post. And by the way, did you happen to know that Bull, the character on there, um, that was actually just his nickname because they revealed in one one episode that his first name was actually Notre Dame. So maybe, maybe we should have seen that one coming out, but I'm bummed. Okay. No, I, well, I don't really recall what episode that was on, but I'm sure it must have been a great one. Probably towards the end of the series when they're all getting ready to go their separate ways. Um, kind of like the whole cast of MASH did at the end of its historic run in the 70s and 80s. Um, which was also a great thing right about now. We're only about there. a third of the way through. I've heard this. though about Mash. When you include syndication, I hear that Mash has actually never really gone off the air and can be seen anywhere in the world at any time of the day. So I guess that even includes in Norman, Oklahoma, where you grew up, listening to that great music you did. Thanks, guys. Great show. Oh. Bye bye. My face hurts. My face hurts. Greatest call. Ever. My face hurts, Brian. Ever. I could not approve of that call more. <clears throat> that, that, was, that was... I'm literally exhausted. My, uh, <laughs> my only criticism of that call, and it's, it's a professional criticism, not a personal criticism, is that uh, he clearly didn't pick up on the fact that uh, through my music choices, I'm clearly schizophrenic. <laughs> what are you doing? Other than that, stretching? you did oh, great. Man, stretching, yeah. That love, was, love a good story. Oh, I thought you were choice. waiting for a high five. Oh, well, we can do that. I left him hanging. Don't leave him hanging. Uh, that was my face hurts. <laughs> wow. My oh, my, job, bro. my wow, cheek wow, muscles wow, literally wow. froze up. I had the death the Joker death rictus going on there for a second. Uh, oh, it makes me so happy. That was funny. That's not my If you guys would like to leave us a voicemail, please do. And, we like voicemails <laughs> and uh tell us what you're thinking or tell us what we should be talking about or 
whatever. Yeah. Okay, so I'm wondering, no, should, we, no. should we have the longest call challenge? No. Or the longest no, voicemail no, challenge? No. I, no. Listener, I challenge you I, to send, send in the that longest voicemail that you can fit no. on the answering machine. And, you know where uh, those voicemail notifications go? To my email. That's what I'm talking about. I will never well, let you, you don't know what happened. You don't share them with me. I'll tell you that much right now. Somebody sends in a. So I've. A I don't. Have, I don't have voicemail. I don't have admin level ain't settings. Ain't happening, Captain. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. You can also send us an MP3. I'm going to call. File. I'm going to call into the voicemail, and I'm going to do nothing but read Chapter Three of Dune. Okay. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, <clears throat> what's the runtime on this? Take about 22 Why minutes. Is it blinking? By the way. We. That means you were hitting a little bit of peeking. Oh, but we're good. I've okay. been watching it. We're doing 22 minutes. We're doing pretty good. So if we talk about Mumford and Sons next. Last night, I took Ashley to the Mumford and Sons show. They Mumford okay. asked where Bill was, by the way. Okay. Um, did uh, did you tell Mumford that uh, Bill would... I told him you were blow-drying your goldfish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just tell him I was at home doing terrible things to my dog with a fork with a or fork. something. This was a anything. rescheduled, almost literally anything show from June. Uh, the the base play the morning of yeah. the show, June 11. They canceled the show and they postponed it. Really, they said we'll come back, we'll reschedule, we'll let you know because the bass player had a brain tumor that needed to be operated on. Yeah, that's God oh, bless that guy and. Yeah, so you had part of your brain cut out in July. Why are he was you drooling a rocking lot last it? Night. He was drooling a lot last and night. And leaning to the left. No, he he functioned normally and was uh, very enthusiastic. Yeah. And, um, anyway, they... Now, the Mumford and Son guys, um, those are the Duck Dynasty guys, right? Same no. people, right? <laughs> no. No? No. You sure about that? Are you done being a jerk? Because I'm pretty sure they're the same <laughs> freaking persons. Um. So it took Ashley. It was a birthday present for Ashley, and it was a birthday present for me back in June. Okay. Um, it was a great show. They thanked us for coming out and for being patient with them to, to come back. <laughs> they thank each one of you personally? Yes. Thank you. 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 It was nice weather. We sat on the lawn. Uh, but I wanted to talk about something they did near the end of the show. They have a couple of songs that are very quiet on their albums. and Okay. Maybe one or two instruments at the most, mm-hmm. and then they sing and harmonize. You know what my favorite part of a Mumford and Sons record is? The end. It's the <laughs> it's the part where it In just the, goes around the inside yeah. of the record. It just goes. Yeah. Um, I actually had that noise somewhere. I actually had that noise somewhere. I wonder if I still have it. <laughs> That's funny. It should be ours yeah. for record. I'm such a jerk. Our uh, our man. Uh, uh, hang on. Is this it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not it. That's not That's it. That's a record. It's, it's close. That's You're not it. There. You're getting there. Um, so keep trying. Don't stop. Don't stop. After they they uh, they did their you know the the customary thing where they wave and walk off the stage. Yes. Ashley turns to me and goes, "You think that's it?" I'm like, "No, sweetie. They're coming back. See the house lights? They're still. Yeah. They're they're off." She doesn't know that. Did you kind of? How could she be a high school grad? Into a couple concerts, I kind of know. You know, you gotta just do. No, they're not done, sweetie. No, they're not done. Just stand there and look pretty. I didn't say that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See when they came out and they did another couple songs, and then they said uh, one of the guys goes, "We want to try something, and we need y'all to um, to be quiet." All right. But he didn't sound like a jerk. You know, he was requesting science silence. 
So what they did is they, they sang two songs this way. They put one microphone on the stage, kind of looked like an old-timey, okay. one of those big silver microphones. David Heatherman. Yeah. 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 They set it out, and then the four of them gathered around it, and there was one guitar and one banjo. And they weren't right up next to it like they were recording. Right. You know, they they were back from it like this, and it was just the one microphone, and he started playing his guitar and singing. Okay. The other three guys harmonized, and they did two songs like this. One of the songs was just a guitar. The second song was guitar and banjo. And... uh, the crowd was so respectful of their request to be quiet. You could hear the crowd singing softly to themselves. Okay. But you literally could hear a pin drop while you were standing there in the crowd. I, was, I believe you. I don't think you're exaggerating. It was this time. really amazing. You know, uh, the crowd, except for the one drunk guy across the way. Uh huh. You, you know, going, even uh-huh. it's in the hole. Yeah, even one of the guys on the the stage who asked the audience to be quiet, he turned and looked out there, and he had this look on his face because they had those two big monitors on yes. either side, so you could actually see. But other than that one jerk, the ver- the crowd was very respectable, respectful of of their request, and they did two songs that way, and it sounded like an old timey recording. Maybe they had a, like a filter on oh, it or okay, something. Okay. Um. But it was just really neat what their their choice to do it that way. Just the one mic for voice and instrument. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways that's a traditional way of performing. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was really cool. I think as an audio guy, you would have appreciated what they did, and as a human being, you would have appreciated the fact that the audience kept its mouth shut. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it was. It in was a very it, cool way. And they did it for two songs. <laughs> and you could hear you know, everybody there knew all the words, obviously. And you could hear them singing. You could hear the crowd singing along. It was like an under. It was undertone of, of that's cool harmony and and stuff with the guys singing. But it was really it was really neat. You know, there, there's a little bit of psychology about, uh, you know, uh, if if you want to calm down a room or if you want to really get people to pay attention to you, it's just to whisper or talk. Mm-hmm. More softly, people mm-hmm. concentrate and stuff like that. So I bet you that had something to do with it too. People wanted to hear it. People love love them, and it was you know you had to concentrate to hear it. Plus, they had engaged the audience at several points before that anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, talked about being yeah. in Texas and they loved being here. They've been here a couple of times and they're glad to be back. And some of the musicians we have with us are from Texas. Like this guy back here on the fiddle, he's from Texas. And they introduced him and and, and he pulled out a Texas flag and held it up, and the crowd of course was okay. nuts and and. uh Actually, he was the second guy. They introduced one guy on a horn who was from Texas, and then the guy, the fiddle player, and he pulled out his, out his uh, flag. And then the, the lead singer goes, you know, one thing I love about Texans is that they're so, uh, um, what's the word he used? They're, like, very modest about their love for the state. You know, but he's back there holding up this big flag. So. so at this point, you know, he had already talked to the crowd a lot and kind of gained their respect or whatever. But, uh, you know, at this point, people are three or four beers in. Okay. But they were so quiet when those songs came on. Because they're quiet songs to begin with. But I just thought it was really neat that they chose to do it that way. And it, the way it sounded was pretty cool. I ran into uh, a friend a, no, a friend of yours, okay. uh, Anastasia. Yes. And my daughter and I sat with her and her husband. Five yards back were some friends that all three of us knew. Greg, Scott, Nancy, Scott's wife um scott's mom okay uh 
It was funny about, how you talking about Fuzzy and Evans. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's funny how up, I knew these two sets of people were going to be at the show. Okay. And then for them to be five yards away from each other <laughs> was really crazy. Uh, but it was cool. It was a good time. You know. By the way, uh-huh. I am I am trying to work on changing Little Nancy's nickname uh-huh. to Stinky Nancy. Why is that? Uh, because Ooh. it's one of those ironic that names. Because like she's a not bad stinky. idea. No, she no, gave she, me a, she absolutely hates it. That's why I she gave to me do a it. hug last night when she mm-hmm. saw me, and she wasn't stinky by yeah. any means. She smelled nice. Yeah. So, but if you start referring to Hey Stinky Nancy, Stinky Nancy, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. And if Next she says, and if her. she says, why are you doing? Because Frank said. He, we should start yeah. calling you Stinky Nancy. Is, is that, that rain? rain? That is rain, boys and girls. Hang on, let me listen. Sure is. That's awesome. Mm. It's been a while. Very nice. Yeah, it's been... It's so dry here. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. You know what? Colorado's getting floods. Yeah. Um, John Marchianti, Russell Latham, and I were supposed to record a Shield episode uh, last week. But my internet went out that night, Okay. and Russell said, I couldn't record anyway because it's storming so hard here that my internet's going in and out. And John says, it's actually storming very hard in Manhattan. It seems like it's storming everywhere but here in Dallas. We haven't got any storms lately. No. No, they said uh, um, the Denver Boulder area, yeah. um, bless their hearts, uh, they got half of the year's expected rainfall in one rain. Oh my gosh! Half of the year's rainfall. <laughs> Saw some of that, some of that uh, footage of towns being flooded and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I guess uh, it, you know when I see stuff like that, you know we want the rain so bad, and we look at our lawns and go, oh, and, and our lakes and go, oh, it's so pitiful. And then we, but when I see that, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be dry right now than yeah. than lose half of my stuff, the bottom half. <laughs> The lower, you know what I mean? yeah, the, the, the lower half. Stuff. Dang. <laughs> so, uh, yes, just a quick story: mm-hmm. Colorado flooding shuts down hundreds of natural gas and oil wells in the state's main petroleum producing region, and triggered at least two spills. And that, this is on the nineteenth. Man, they got it bad. So, Frank, what's the uh, forecast look like for the uh, metro Denver area? Oh, well, let me tell you. Rain, rain, and more rain. Ooh, not what they were hoping for. Actually, I don't know, but poor guys. I mean, our our thoughts and prayers go out to you guys. Half our wasted cares, believe it or not. We don't usually... Say that again. Half half our wasted cares, believe it or not. I'm going to put this on the Facebook. Excellent. Are you going to, you're not going to vine that? You're going to gram that? No, this is, no, this is real video. Oh, this is video? Oh, okay. So we need to move. Oh, in that case. Bill, constant me, movement. Okay. I'll constant get, movement. We need, we, I work you in need, television. You need to movement. get, go constant do something about your hair. That is not okay. Mm, look at your that. Luxurious hair. You great Gosh, tease that. you. That's all you guys do. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the Facebook. Primping and preening. Look at this. Constant movement because. I'm smoldering emotionally. Can you tell? Is it coming through? <laughs> As a TV producer. I guess it's true. I the, think I know a little well, bit the, about what people like. I'm so used to television mm-hmm. where, it, where the TV camera amplifies your emotional state. And this is more like a theater presentation, apparently, where you have to uh, you have to wear Jerry. crazy night, makeup, and you have to exaggerate everything you do. You know, you gotta Free say though. things like, "Hey, I just want to say something," and you know, just let me say this and let me tell you something, and you know, then you know, then death kind of points a bony <laughs> finger at you and says, "Well, you know, let me tell you something." Kim you Americans, you talk and you talk. What? 
And you're saying things like, let me tell you something, and I just want to say this. Let me tell you something, mister. What is it now? So shut up. And then he points his bony finger and pokes you in the eye with it. You don't have any fun like that, I can tell you right now. Okay, so how's uh, how's the gram working out? Okay, now we're going to watch the video we just showed. Okay. You can at least hold no. it up to the microphone so the people can have no, fun just, with us. I was us. just checking it. I'll post it up on the Facebook. Okay. All right. And, uh, and I'll tag so you guys. Finally, finally, the listeners will know what we look like. Hey, how about some music? Yes, we uh, we had a, What's a really this music great thing? time talking about music the last couple of episodes, so we did not end. Look at their score, buddy. Six to two. It now. was divine. We're watching the, uh, oh, that's right. the you can't. Texas... Uh, athletic Rangers play the Manta Rays of Tampa Bay. <laughs> the All Texas right. Athletic Rangers? Yes. <laughs> love the old B-ball. Look at that. Does that mean people who, who love sports are athletic supporters? Oh, right. totally. Oh, Big ones. No. Bill's an athletic like, supporter. Bill is the biggest oh, no, athletic no, supporter no, I've ever no, seen. No. He will just... Now you know, how, no. now you know how we feel I when you make bad I jokes. take this. <laughs> now I you know how we feel how, when you make bad how jokes. How do you stand it every week? I don't know. <laughs> okay, what are you going to play for oh. us? Okay, so a while back I heard this artist on National Public Radio called... Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. Since then, he has dropped the Honey Bears, and it's now just Black Joe Lewis. Really? So, what you got? It's too so, much sugar yeah. in the in the Honey Bears. So I leave you. With, honey Bears, the best part. I leave you with gunpowder from oh. uh, an EP. 